This week's episode of I've Got Nothing is brought to you by Horse Piss. Don't drink it unless you want to be a chump. What is this podcast called again? I've Got Nothing. Who came up with that? Someone really funny, smart, intelligent. It was me, bitch. Oh, shit. Welcome to a brand new episode of I've Got Nothing, the most unnecessary format for a podcast since Lost was on the air. I'm Colin. I'm Alex. And this week we're discussing Game of Thrones, season three, episode four, and now his watch is ended. This episode originally aired on April 21st, 2013. It was written by show creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss and directed by Alex Graves, who helmed a number of the episodes in seasons three and four. Um, uh, this episode's baller. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty baller, yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know, it, it felt very, like, I don't know, the way it was, it was paced evenly and nice and pretty. Um, like, I, like, this is, this is one, I have real vivid memories of, like, in college I had a crew where we would watch, like, you know, we had the one person who, like, had HBO and, like, an Apple TV so we could, like, watch it in, like, real good high def and we'd go over to their apartment every Sunday. Yeah. And and watch Game of Thrones. And, like, I have vivid memories of this one because we were, at that end, we were all just, oh, shit! It's, you know, the thing that, like, you think, like, oh, this is a good show, this will happen, and then it happens, and you're like, this is a good show! Oh, this my God! This is actually happening. It's self, it, it, it fulfills its own destiny. Yeah. Uh, you know? It's not stupid. It's great. Nope. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I, you want to, let's just start from the top, then. Um, let's yeah, it. I mean, because it starts it starts at the bottom and then it just gets better. Yeah, like we start in a pretty, pretty bad, you know, bad place. Jamie goes from cocky uh, to fucking down real quick. I mean, he got his hand cut off. Yeah, that's uh, a that's a physical and emotional trauma. Yeah, yeah, he got depressed real quick about that. Um, so yeah, we jump in with Jamie uh, with his hand cut off. And they make yep. him wear it around his neck, like it's yeah, jewelry. no, it's it's cruelty. These, yeah, these are basically these are childhood bullies, third grade tier. Yeah, ultimate cruelty. Like they haven't yet learned like when to kind of chill and like be be humans. Like no, no, they're just no. the worst. They are just assholes. Um, yeah. So he tries to fight them. Like that's gonna be a smart move. Um, I mean, he's desperate, and, and yeah. you know, he's got to learn that, like, you know, your right hand was everything. I don't know why you, in your 30 years of being alive, you never thought to train with your left hand to prepare for this exact situation, but you didn't, and now you're kind of fucked you for the time yourself. being. He really did, didn't he? He really did fuck he, himself. He really did. Like, he's a master swordsman. He's the best fighter in the Seven Kingdoms, and also one of the best lovers, as we know, mm-hmm. and... Never thought to take the time to learn how to do things in reverse just in case. No, I mean, well, and that's the thing is, like, you, you watch people in the NBA or, like, any type of sport, really. Like, yeah, they are dominant, but, like, Kyrie can still shoot with his left hand. Like, you yeah. still are capable with your uh, non-dominant hands. Ad- adaptability is as important as mastery. Yeah, exactly. You need to be able to be as good no matter what circumstances you're under. Exactly. Michael Jordan played a championship game while he was p- suffering from a fever, yeah. I'm told. <laughs> I, that, that, that might not have happened. I just recall a story. Yeah, it was, an, it was a Nike ad campaign. Uh, it totally was. There you go. And you know what? The Monstars didn't get to keep him, and he got to go home back to his family and play baseball for a while. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, he, he loses. We're not going to acknowledge the Space Jam reference I just threw out, like a platter of delicious breakfast foods. We're no, not going there? I, I appreciated it. Um, I didn't have much else to add to it. Uh, Space Jam 2 is coming. Uh, it's going to be good. Growing up, Space Jam, favorite movie, never liked basketball as a sport. <laughs> like, fuck Don't basketball. Give, have never in my life given a shit about... Oh, wait, the only time I've given a shit about basketball was uh, when we were seniors in high school and the Mavs uh, won the won, you know, won yeah, the championship. I cared about basketball then. But, like, there was a period from, like, age five to age, like, six and a quarter where Space Jam was my favorite movie and I had all the action figures. Fuck basketball. Hated it. <laughs> but Space Jam goes hard. Loved Space Jam, and and it was weird because you uh, maybe it was because I knew that like Space Jam was not an accurate depiction of what real basketball was. Mm. Or maybe it's what you wanted basketball to be. Maybe you know. I mean, I am a a, a person with high expectations. Well, some yeah. would call them unmanageable. Even <laughs> I'm still mad that we never created a Space Jam cinematic universe where we got the best stars from all sports uh, and had Space them be. Yeah, no, like it's Space Jam, but for every, every sport, kind of like Airbud, but like combined. Yeah, together. like you know, they made they made an Airbud for every sport. Like, why haven't we done that with Space Jam? Space like, Jam. after the Monstars can't make it happen with basketball, why don't they train go to soccer? Why don't they go yeah. to, to football? Why don't they go to hockey? Like, there's untapped franchise potential here that we yeah. should be exploring further. The Monstars would cause so much CTE and brain damage in football. Uh. Yeah. Like, just so much. It would be like a live-action version of the old Blitz uh, video games. Did you ever yeah. play those? Yeah. yeah. It was it was like dirty dirty Madden. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh, I could. We should play NFL Street. Good game. Um, In NFL Street, can you teabag uh, other players when uh, you've tackled them? I don't think so. But you can like. You could do shit. that in Blitz. Like you can. <laughs> you could. Like after a, after a play. Where, like, you have those couple seconds where, like, the game's showing you, like, you know, the characters are walking it off. Like, you can press a button, and one of your players will just, like, jump up, pull up his legs, and land ass first on the face of, like, the nearest dude on the ground. (laughs) Whoever it is. It's sadistic. It's fucking sadistic. You know, I, I think, like, also video game making back then was just different, you know? Well, like, no, I think it, I, I, no, they honestly like that's how they sold the game. It was like, oh, yeah. Madden's for pussies. Do you want to play real football, the bloody game of football? Play blitz. <laughs> football where you die, bitch. Yeah, football where you get hurt. And you know, like it was kind of prophetic because, like, now we know that football is a violent sport that ruins lives, and like yeah. blitz was the game that understood that. <laughs> and they wanted you to fucking ruin lives. No, like they, they they wanted you to like live with the carnage of what you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Uh, you want to talk about Tyrion? And his about boy, Lord Varish. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's such a good exposition scene. It's it's like it's just Sexy, a perfect right? scene where like it sets it up. And then it tells you a story, Sexy. and then it pays it off immediately. Like I literally wrote in these notes. So Tyrion um, is, yeah, he's confronting Lord Varish, and he wants um, he wants dirt on his sister, and he's like, I want revenge. Lord Varish is like, yeah, I can relate. And I wrote in my notes, I go, uh, I hope like Lord, I hope Varish gets some closure from this story that he's talking about. I hope he gets 
like, I was when like, did, when did you realize what was in the box? Well, I didn't realize what he was doing with the box until like because Varus is a very he's a spoken word kind of guy. Yeah. He doesn't use his hands, and this whole scene he's working with his hands on a box. So you know, like he's in some shit. Something I was like, he's doing something. I was like, but I don't think it's gonna. He doesn't have it. a hooker in there because no. he got no dick. Yeah, I mean, so I was like, I I really don't know what he's doing in this scene. And then it happened. I was like, oh shit! Looks like that was quick. Looks like that was too quick. So yeah, he gets. So yeah, he talks about the sorcerer who cut off his penis. Cut off his then, dick. And then it, at the end of the scene, he has that sorcerer in a box. And it's all about, it's all about revenge. Which. I wonder if that guy whose wife famously cut off his dick and threw it into traffic, like watches the show. And when he saw that scene, he just like masturbated furiously with his imaginary <laughs> penis that he doesn't have anymore. I, maybe he got it so back on. I don't know. No, uh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. I, I assume so. She threw it uh, like onto a car. Like it, it was gone. <laughs> bless, bless, bless. Um, what was I? I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I was thinking. So, going into the, like, I, I keep constantly thinking about the last season, and like what everyone's intentions are. Like, I mean, obviously we're trying to predict things, but. I, I oh think shit! I, no, I was of, wrong. They reattached that penis. Yeah, I knew they did. I remember. No, they that. did. Yeah, science is amazing. Um, yeah, they put that. They strapped that thing back on. Actually, he then starred in a few pornos, I believe. Um, oh fact. really? Yeah, but I, I wasn't sure if we were talking about the same dude. No, or no. If there was I, another dude that got his dick chopped off. I know about the dude because he's mentioned in the Weird Al song about headline news. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's the same dude who then started in pornos after. Um, um, fun research here. Oh, no, I've got nothing. <laughs> uh, he formed a band called The Severed Parts. No, no, he did. He he was yep. in. He appeared in the adult film John Wayne Bobbitt colon uncut. And then in and then the next year he appeared in another adult film Franken Penis. Oh, uncut's a little bit of a lead on, right? Like, I mean, if you're like famous, it's ambiguous. I mean, respect for being famous for one thing and just owning it, you know? Oh. Yeah. Oh no, he he owned it. You think uh -huh. he told girls like when he went when he would like fuck them or like try to fuck later that like just so you know like this penis has been surgically reattached. I don't know what's gonna even go on down there. <laughs> I I don't know what his relationship dynamics are. Uh, I can't imagine. Um, maybe we should do some... You want to do some research? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. I, can you even find those on the internet? You can find anything on the internet. What am I... Oh, saying? yeah. No, I'm learning about this whole story, like, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Or, so, yeah. What I was saying is Tyrion's, like, purpose now is... I'm curious if this is like something that like this scene is more if I if it's more pivotal than like it seems, whereas like you'll get your revenge, but eventually, um, and like well, who's it, who does he want revenge on? Cersei. So, you've seen every second of the show, kind of after that after this, and I don't think he's gotten revenge on Cersei yet. But I think he knows, like Cersei, you know. At this point in the show, Cersei's three children are all alive. And yeah. 
now they're not. Like, I think Tyrion kind of even knows, you know, uh, <laughs> he doesn't really need to work that hard to get his revenge. I don't know. I, maybe I'm looking into it too much, but... No, no, I, like, I think... I don't know. There could be something to that. Because, um, like, for the most part, has, like... What re- what revenge has Tyrion got on her? Other than, like... I mean, I guess killing her... Killing dad is one. He killed... Uh, yeah, he killed Ty. I mean, which honestly wasn't really revenge because it gave Cersei yeah. more power. She consolidated. Yeah, like, what? Like what's Tyrion's motives going into the final season? I, like, I'd argue revenge. Did, you, did we talk about that article where they were saying that, like, Tyrion loves Daenerys and there's going to be a love triangle in the last season? Yeah, I don't believe in that. I yeah, I feel like that he that I feel like that's a kind of thing that might as weird as this seems might not be totally accurate. Like I think that like yeah. Peter Dinklage might be explaining to us that like he's playing the character like this, but that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that's what the character is doing in the written word, you know? Yeah, I'm not taking that at face value. Like I, I just don't think there. I just don't think it holds a lot of water. Mm. Um, but the, since there's not enough fucking time, because like I thought the special uh, relationship between Tyrion and Daenerys was that she's like literally the first woman he's ever met that he didn't want to fuck. Like he was just kind of like, you know what? Yeah. You are the real deal. You're so out of my league. I'm just gonna help your shit out. You know. Yeah, and exactly. Like I didn't see that as. Unless, unless it's then used for, like, a strategic reason um, on his end. But, like, I, I doubt it. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that I think more needs to be read into that. Like, I just don't think we should take it at face. I think less needs to be read into it. I think it's stupid, and I think that we're so cock-hungry for Game of Thrones news right now that, like, anything anyone tangentially involved with the production says becomes a national story. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I just if you, if you whisper it, it's better. It's like ASMR. But no, like no, no, no. You gotta you, I, no. You gotta say it because you can't do ASMR with hard consonants like cock. Like you gotta. You, I don't know. You gotta lean into it. You know. Hungry. See, yeah. Like I can't even tell what you're saying. Hungry. Uh. I I I I we should do an ASMR version. Is or, ASMR uh, a sexual thing? No. Uh. There's a great bit on um, Netflix right now. Uh, BuzzFeed is doing like these little mini. It's called Happening Now, I think. Um, that they do the. Uh, what's it? What's it called? Follow this. Happening now. Follow this. I was relative in the same realm. Uh, but it's called. But so Netflix is doing something called Follow This, and they're like these little 15-minute things where they're like, "Oh, this is a weird subject. Um, here's our little overview of it," um, and like. It doesn't. It doesn't dive too deep, but it dives enough where you're like, "All right, I have a conversational understanding of it." Um, and so you watch that 15 minutes. We watched it last night, and and basically it's just like that tingling feeling you get, like like your brain gets whenever it's okay. just like uh, it's. I can't remember what it's, the definition of it is, but it's just trying to evoke that response. Um, some people do get turned on by it, but it's not supposed to be sexual. So that's ASMR. Um, but it's not bad if you do get turned on by it. They're very welcome to that. I guess. But it does feel sexual. It feels sexual, yeah. But then I guess yeah. like I guess there's a lot that's like sexual though. I don't know, man. 
Yeah, so I watch it. Um, what are we talking about? My recommendation. Uh, Sam and Gilly chat. Gilly's Gilly is bad first impression or second impression. Um, oh, this is after the Night's Watch burns their brothers, whatever. I really don't give a shit about the Night's Watch. I'm going to be real with you. They're assholes. Um, and so, yeah, we go to... We go to Sam and Gilly. She's like, yo, get the fuck back. All I'm here to do is protect my child. You ain't even that cute. Um, and G Sam's like, geez, all right, I'm, I'm back out of this. Gilly is, like, uh, not feeling it for Sam, Yeah, you know? No. Bad second impression. Real bad second impression. Um, we then jump over to fucking Bran following a fucking raven. Do we need to talk about fucking... this at all? Let's nope, skip thank it. You. Let's skip it. Um, we know where this goes. Cool. We learn nothing. Yeah, we learn nothing. Um, we then <laughs> we then jump to uh, Lord uh, Varish. I, the The only reason I want to talk about this scene where Lord Varish talking to his spies um, is because they talk about Podrick's penis a lot. Yeah. Um, and. Here's the thing. What's the thing? They never, they never say it like, they never say that he like gave good, like that he was good at fucking. They just, and the way it seems like maybe he just, maybe he was just a really good conversationalist. Like, we don't know the, we don't know. Um, and I feel like it's a big jump from what the context I know that he's been piping it down. Um, I mean, the ambiguity is kind of part of the joke, if you think about it, though. I I know, but I want I I'm trying to look for answers here, and I've got nothing. And uh, I I think maybe he just I'm on I've decided that my side is that he's a good conversationalist, um, and that Podrick doesn't lay the pipe. Although that's just fun to say, Podrick laying the pipe. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, in the uh, same way that like you know, Varys has that whole story, and then at the end. We see that um, he's got that sorcerer captured, and we never see that dude again. So no. what Varys did to that guy is totally up to the imagination. True. Good point. Good point. Good point. I didn't think about it as such. Um, cool. We then jump over to um, the wedding recital walkthrough. Um and, but before I get into the scene, I do want to do our weekly sponsor this week. Um, the sponsor, so this sponsor this week is um, Wedding Funeral Urns. Uh, so, my girlfriend and I, um, while we're not looking at getting married anytime soon. I was about soon, to say, is she love... not your wife yet? No, <laughs> uh, not, not anytime okay. soon. But we do love, we love, you know, going on the weekends. Um, weekdays whenever we can just to view wedding uh, options. Um, I got a, a different places to have a wedding. I, I think I need to break um, some harsh truths to you, my friend. What? It, I mean, if it's not obvious, I'm not going to say it, but someone listening will understand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to tell Abby so, about this and she's going to know exactly what I mean. I, I, I don't Alex know. says that uh, he and Maria aren't thinking about getting married anytime soon, but for fun, they go look at wedding venues. No. We've never... I'm doing a bit. I'm ruining your bit. <laughs> I'm doing a bit. And the bit was going to be that we go look to our venues 
and uh, but we we noticed that uh, all of them were lacking a specific amount of depth to them. Um, however, this company reached out to us called Wedding Urns, um, and they uh, and they'll just go to whatever lovely venue you have. Let's say it's a church. Let's say it's a barn if you're in the country. Uh, let's say it's on the beach. They'll strategically place urns uh, in and around the venue um, to make sure that your guests are very uncomfortable and know that uh, the only thing uh, that is true in life is not marriage, but death. Um, so yeah, check them out. Uh, it's called weddingurns.org. Um, check, see whatever they do. They have a wonderful array of different urns, um, different people. Um, hell, you can get your own person in those urns if you want them. Uh, grandpa's not looking great? Throw, throw him in there. Uh, that way he can be a part of the wedding too. Really beautiful stuff. Really classy. Um, highly recommend. Okay. So that was going to be I don't bit. really have a response uh, to that at all. It was it not weird that he was just like their, that their wedding, that they were going around, they were doing a wedding walkthrough also, I don't know how weddings walk through go or like whatever that bit is. Um, however, it's weird that they're doing a wedding walkthrough and fucking brat boy is just running around being like, this is a dead dude right here. This is a dead. Like, it's weird. It's weird. And I get its history, but it's weird. Uh, anyway, do you want to talk about more about that um, scene? Because all I wanted to talk about was the dead fucking people that he was showing his soon-to-be uh, wife. Like, that was oh, something cool. Oh, fun fact. Uh, this scene was actually the first time the show ever showed the Sept uh, at Baylor. Yeah. Oh, really? um, it, it had been, like, featured in previous episodes, but it was intentionally not uh, on camera because they ne hadn't yet finished kind of the design of it. So this was the first time the show ever actually showed it, both from, like, a full exterior and an interior. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I was wondering about that. Let's see. I don't think I have much else. Um, it just shows that Marjorie is like trying to play to kid or not kid king, the fucking brat um, and gets him. I don't know. Like there's a version of Game of Thrones in my head where Marjorie like try like tries to be the silver lining um, and like fix and like fix what is a broken man. Um, <laughs> however, we know it's not women's we know it's not women's job to do that and we're happy he's Oh, she she's not doing that. She is manipulating the shit out of him. What are you talking about? I know. No, but she's like, I don't know. She is manipulating him, but like I I think a ruling under Marjorie is better than a ruling under. Brat she's kid. waiting. She's uh, just waiting for Kid King to get a bit old enough to dick her down, and then Joffrey's gone. <laughs> Kid King, that's fair. Um, how and what and what I'm kind of getting at here, like I I think we're ultimately saying the same thing of like probably is like in that theoretical world like. A world with her being queen is a lot better than anything with Joffrey involved. And if she can control that mayhem for even the shortest amount is probably the best thing. Um, except doesn't fucking matter. They're all, mm. They all die. Everyone dies. Mm. Except for Cersei. She's still alive. Yeah. Um, she's the only one? Well, Jamie. But, yeah, th which is why I think that, like, based solely on this episode, that, like, uh, Tyrion's going to get his revenge. 
Um, anyway, uh, you want to jump over to Theon? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Theon. The biggest fucking troll I've seen ever. That was the Did, biggest troll. I mean, you knew it was going to happen because you know who Ramsay is and you saw what happened the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know where this is like, going. I, I'm, you know, uh, I feel bad because I don't remember if when this episode originally aired, if I knew that was the deal. Like, I knew that I like yeah. I knew he was being played, but I don't remember if I knew yeah. that the that was Ramsey. You know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah. Ra so Ramsey has. Uh, has won over uh, Theon, saved his life, and Theon's like, we're tight, we're cool. And then Theon admits to not killing, to just killing two random boys. Not a great look. Um, however, we all know this, how this is going goes. So Ramsay just lures him back to the same exact chamber where he was fucking being held after releasing how him. How fucking the dope biggest... is that? Like, I mean, come on. That's pretty... The biggest fucking troll. The biggest troll I've ever seen. Like, oh my god. He's like, yeah, I set you free. Psych. I killed two people just for the bit. Like, that. that is committed to a bit. That is committed yeah. to a bit. I mean, <sighs> because, you know, I, I told you this, like, in the novels... Uh, Theon gets captured at the end of the second book and then doesn't appear again until the fifth book. Like, he's mentioned, like, they, 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 they reference the yeah. fact that he's being tortured, but you don't get his perspective again until book yeah. five. And in book five, he's already reek. Like, book five is, the transformation is done, and... Oh, yeah, no, shit. so book five, like, you're reading book five, and then it goes to a chapter of a guy called Reek. And you're like, and yeah. you know that because, stop me if I told you this. So, in, the, like, in the second book, uh, when Theon teams up with the Boltons, he meets a guy named Reek who is told to be like this kind of gross ass warrior that was sent by the Boltons to help him. And at the end of that arc, uh, yeah. Reek betrays Theon, and it's revealed that Reek is actually uh, Ramsay Bolton in disguise. Um, yeah. And so he turns, and oh. so Reek shows up, and like you know the name, but you're like, are we? Is this a Ramsey Bolton chapter? And then they're describing it, and it takes yeah. you a while to realize, oh no, this is the, this is, yeah, th this, this mm. is him. Mm. So all this torture, all these is just like it, for fun. Uh, no, like, no, the, like, like I think that they context. didn't want. I mean, they knew that if they wanted to keep Theon in the show they had to come up with some stuff for him because otherwise we wouldn't have seen him again till like season six. Yeah. So that we're is true. So we that get to see true. all the torture. Fun. Fun. Six more episodes. Um, cool. So yeah, big, the biggest role I've ever seen. It's pretty um, fucking funny. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> I'm just like, where does it go from here? Like, just the disrespect. Um, cool. What is she um, listening to? Yes. Can you hear that from here? It's not showing up I on can my hear audio it. stream. Uh, 
it's St. Vincent's. Uh, she released Mass Education. Is that what you guys saw over uh, the weekend at ACL? Uh, yeah, we saw St. Vincent. I've tried. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I'm a picky bitch when it comes to music. I've tried to get into St. Vincent and like just can't. Well, no, dis- no disrespect. Um, like, you, I I've, understand. I understand that people yeah. love her and all that, and I'm for. You fuck with the national. Oh, I fuck with the you? national. Am I a heterosexual man who lives in a major urban city? Fuck yeah, I fuck with the national. <laughs> He was so fucking drunk. The the national guy. Uh, yeah. I was. I remember being so weirded out because like when I did the Sundance Lab, um, I was looking at like the history of the people that have done it, and like he and his wife did the Sundance Lab because they took a they wrote like a TV pilot about a musician like trying to like just live his life, and I and I'm like yeah. and I did d- deep research and I'm like there's no. I can't find any news about the lead singer of the national ever actually going out and trying to develop a TV show or anything. So it's like, did he just write a script, take it to the lab and then like go back on tour? Like, and just, just lived his life basically, I think is what he did. Um, no, I don't know. Um, it, it just depends. She has several different moods, um, that like I couldn't get in, like I didn't get into her into her, like in her last two albums. I was like, I don't really fuck with this. Uh, like, Digital Witness, I didn't really like. Cheerleader off uh, her, like, second album. It, I'll send it to you, but it's like, I don't want to... Uh, it's really good, but, like, other than that, I just couldn't get into it. And then her latest album, Mass Education, um, the song New York, like, got me good because it's, like, easy listening. But then she has some really, like, jarring things that, like, you're like, oh, this is aggressive and difficult to listen to. Then, like, I hike right. rec- Like, you're just like... Oh, this. I don't know. I like it. It took me a while. So uh, I don't, my I, don't embar- I, I am um, constantly like getting big into music that I should have been into like three years ago. And case in point, I'm yeah. super fucking big into the most recent album that of Monsters and Men released. Uh, ne- yeah. Haven't heard a single. I never heard it before, and was listening to it, and I'm like, this is so my shit. And then that you know that song Thousand Eyes. So that fucked yep. me up because I knew it, but I couldn't remember where I knew it. And then I finally remembered um, in like late 2015, early 2016, you know how on the PlayStation they have those free themes, like backgrounds for when you turn it on. So I yeah. downloaded the free one for the Jessica Jones TV show, not knowing that uh, yeah. when you have that theme, it's going to play music when you turn on your PS4. Like, oh, uh, and it's oh. that song. And so, like, for about six months, anytime I turned on my, my PlayStation, that song played. And I was always like, this song is, like, good enough that, like, I'm down with it, but I kind of don't like having music happen to me whenever I turn on my PS4, but I'm too lazy to yeah. change the theme. And then I finally did. And then I didn't think about it for two years. And then I heard that song, and I'm like, oh, this <laughs> is great shit. This is good stuff. Hey, boo. No, 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 no. It's, it's, she's okay. She's okay. Hey. Okay, but yeah, so there, there's an acoustic version um, of it, but let's see. So she released an acoustic version of it. Also, she's I, from I didn't know that. No, I've, li- I've listened yeah, to her. Like, I had see. her on, like, I had a kind of just like a work playlist, like, of just some, like, some random songs, yeah. and I had her on there for a while, and then I took her off just because it didn't do anything for me. 
don't know. I how I kind of discover music is like I will like a song by an artist, and then like from there I will like grow from that. Like I've I find it's trouble just to be like, oh yeah, listen to a few few songs by them, and then I like them, and I'm like, nope, I like this one song, and that is it. And then like I grow to like more of their songs. Um, but these are the two songs that really got me. All right. Bump into her. Uh, um. And they're very different. But anyway, I sent them to you. Um, we were, were we talking, talking about, about uh, oh, what great steps of Baylor, and then, ah, oh, man, I, I, Kid, Kid King and Kings and shit. Uh, oh, uh, we just got, uh, so they jump back over to Bree we get, and Jamie. We go on tangents Bree's, so much. Yeah, uh, lots at it. So we get to Bree and Jamie. Bree, Jamie's, we, uh, we talked about this in general, but uh, Bree's like, look, you've, like you're experiencing real life. Get the fuck yeah, over no, she it, has dude. no sympathy for him because um, it's and you know you you, you yeah. kind of want to have sympathy for Jamie because like anyone, not you, but anyone else watching this show is like uh like knows that Jamie is a piece of shit. He's done horrible yeah. things, and this is like one of the first real bad things to to have happened to him, and it's like. Yeah, it's so crazy because like the first time in his life he probably does something out of selflessness and he loses his fucking hand. <laughs> Just fucking loses it all, like a bitch. No, that was tough to watch. Not gonna lie. Um, cool. So yeah, we jump over. We then jump over uh, to a daddy and daughter talk. Um, Fun fact: first one on one scene. With um, Cersei and Tywin, they they had been in really? scenes together, but they had never had uh, like just a scene where the two of them alone had like a conversation at length. Yeah, really, and in it, he tells her um, that she, uh, you're not as smart as you think you are. Yeah, and like um, I'm sorry, but is it sexist to love that? I don't know. Um, I don't know because like Maybe. I just I, I know I as know. a book reader, I I loved so much uh, like because no other character in the show could uh, like take Cersei to task, you know, like T- Tyrion would a lot, but yeah. she disregarded Tyrion so much that like it didn't af- she never let it affect her, you know. Like you, you, you know, she would go, yeah. she would make moves against him, but she never submitted to Tyrion in a conversation. And Tywin, because he's daddy, yeah. like she can't. There's an extent to which she can stand up to him, because she knows that you know. Yeah. He pays the bills around here. He got the money. He got the money. He got the money. Yeah. So he gets shot. She gets shot down. Um, gosh, we then jump over to, uh, I don't have much to say about that. Um, we then jump over to Lady Tyrell, um, which related a lot to this. She was bored of her brand. Uh, that is so, so true. I hadn't painting, even thought about that. That's like brilliant. <laughs> she's just bored of her brand. She's like, what are we roses? Golden roses, what do we grow? And I'm like, girl, I feel you. I'm bored of my brand. 
<laughs> she was so bored of it. I loved it. She knew. Like, um, she was playing the game that like no one else was playing. <laughs> I'm just like everyone else that's like at my status is playing for keeps, and I have a house with a fucking flower on it. And you know, You're, I think that yeah. you can be a feminine icon, and like I think it's pretty badass to be that powerful and be the symbol of a flower. But I get it. Like yeah. you're stacking up against houses that are lions and krakens and wolves, and what the fuck are you? You're a flower. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Get your brand. Maybe, yeah, maybe Varis should be a brand manager. Uh, help her with a rebrand. Um, too bad she dies. Um, <laughs> that's my entire bit for the rest of these episodes we watched. Well, I mean, too that's, that's true of everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Lady Tyrell meets Varis and they talk about um, how... Littlefinger is the most dangerous. How did man that in make Westeros. you feel? <laughs> he gets he, he gets killed so easy, like it ain't nothing. That's a bit. He's a bitch. I'm he lasts sorry. pretty Little long though. Shit. Yeah, I don't know, but like reptiles, reptiles have been around on the earth longer than humans, and like they haven't done shit. Like, doesn't matter how long you last. That is if you do something fucking important. Um, but I'm basically saying that because he's yeah. a fucking snake. No, he, he's, he's, um, he's a snake of a man. If he had a yeah. house, it would be a um, snake. Cool. The sigil he, would be a snake. Yeah. He was close to having a few houses. Oh, like, not houses, but, like, he was close. He just fucked it all up and he's because he's a fucking snake. Anyway, I, I get annoyed with him. I, I, I find it hard to talk about characters I dislike strongly. Um, I'm just going to skip over that part. Basically, uh, Varus is trying to link up with Lord uh, Lady Tyrell to... Um, oh, I'm looking at these sure pictures you sent me. Yeah, he's drunk. I'm so bummed yeah, because really I've at, National uh, is like probably my number one band that I love that I have yet to see live. Because as you know, I'm not a big concert going guy. It's got to be a real special occasion. But uh, I'd love to see the national yeah. live. I definitely thought, yeah. like, while we were in this crowd, you're uh, close so to the to stage. This, like, like you're there, the man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were pretty close. Uh, well, we wanted to see Paul McCartney up close, um, which was well. Are you caught up on uh, Insecure? Not yet. No. There's um, a whole episode in this season where they go to Coachella, and like the whole bit of the episode is just like they they stand at this one space for like hours because they're waiting for Beyonce and they want to yep. have good, a good spot. Yep, that was us. We waited two sets, but we saw David Byrne, who I who was the best show. Um, oh yeah, David, which I would not have expect, but it was like a well produced, well thought out. Like it was just a beautiful show, a beautiful set. Um, and then we saw the national, and then so like, if you're David Byrne or the national. We're giving you free shout outs here, and I yep. know you need them if you want to fucking throw us a bone here. National has money. They were they, some comped tickets yeah. they, they played right before paul like that's a pretty they're pretty high bill uh need some money um and free tickets please david Byrne, you were fantastic i did not expect that um cool so yeah we jump over to sansa and marjorie um margarine butter which is my, my new name for her um just thought of that now um they're like if you rule that house we can be sisters yeah, mm. it's kind of a, a fun little game in this episode of uh, 
the the Lannisters and the Tyrells sort of figuring yeah. out like uh, how to best utilize Sansa Stark, you know? Yep, like she is just the tool. Like we don't see her opinion. We only see her as a tool in this episode. I mean, but like that's how the show works. That like yeah. compassion gets you killed. Everything is a move. Everything is a a, a calculated like tactical yeah. move you're making. V v v v much. Um, cool. Um, so after that, shit gets real. Shit gets real, real. Shit gets real. Um, we go to Craster's Keep, and uh, there's a blood orgy. Um, not a real orgy, but, like, orgy of death. Um, fuck. Um, Craster said he was like, I have a hundred daughters. He seemed kind of yeah, disappointed I'm... in that. And then they were like, call me a bastard one more time. I, I mean, I do feel like at some point fucking your daughters to make more daughters for you to fuck has to just be work, right? Yeah. It can't be fun. If you have over a hundred, that's just effort, right? Like, I feel like for most people alive, like, you know, the joy of sex is that it's a rarity. I find the storyline so weird. Oh, it's like this whole bit, because like you, you see a lot of other actions and you see like, like everyone else is working towards an end goal. Um, Everyone else is kind of working to have their own piece of the pie. And then there's just Craster here who's just like, yeah, I'm just fucking people. I'm just fucking my daughters. That's, that's his my thing. He, he's one of the few content that's, men in, in the whole show. He knows what he is and he knows what he wants and he doesn't like, want anything more. Like, like what are the other ones? Yeah, the Brothers Without uh, Banners. They're like fighting against that. Like they all have a mission. He's like, I'm just here because I have a weird sex thing. And that's it. Like, he's the only one. <laughs> Very weird little space that he carved out in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Not, but And then he died. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, because he said, call me a bastard one more time, which what's, whatever his face does call him a bastard one more time, stabs his fucking, stabs Craster, and then it leads into a big old fight. Luckily I, for Sam, he escapes. I'm, I'm such a dumbass. I'm trying to remember that actor's name because we have that whole conversation about how his name is Burn, but I can't remember his last name. His name? So I keep thinking that his name is Burn Ward, a, which is stupid. Yeah. It's a it. stupid name for a person to have. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's not it. Let's see. Um, but yeah, so luckily Sam Gorman. Burn Gorman. Burn Gorman. His name's Burn Gorman. Boring name. I like that actor though. Yeah, I do too. It was Did fun. you see uh, a Star Is Born? Not yet. I want okay, to. there's an a, there's a British character in it that for the first like thirty minutes he was on screen. I thought it was it was this guy yeah. Burn, Burn Gorman, and then it ended up not being him. Disappointed, nonetheless. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not. It's not like I'm. A, you know, I'm I'm not a stand for Burn Warden, but like I like him. <laughs> I like that he gets work. Nah. <laughs> we all love Burn. We support you. Fuck that other dude. It's real, real intense about it. Just becomes hardcore fans. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sam escaped. Good for him. The weird orgy dude is dead, so good for Craster being dead. Really didn't like the guy to begin with. Kind of some weird sex stuff. Well, you're going to see Pop- some more of him because we're going backwards. But, uh, yeah. 
weird sex stuff. How did you cool. feel about the Lord Commander meeting his ultimate demise? I don't give a shit about any of the Night's Watch. You know that was Sajora's dad, right? I didn't. Yes, you did. Did I? Yeah. Cool. Is he in the Night's Watch? Sajora? Uh, no, it's uh, Sajora's dad. Is he in no, the Night's Watch? No, he was the leader. He was the guy that got killed. Yeah, fuck him. He's in the Night's Watch. I don't give a shit about them. All right. Uh, Remember going into like season six when I realized you have no idea what the Night's Watch is. That was really no. funny to me. And watching it this way it makes me give even so much less of a shit about them. I mean, it's actually kind of terrifying because if you think about, I mean, not to shit on the military, support the troops, but you think about how there is this aspect to the U.S. military where it, I guess that like the Vietnam War might be a better thing where it's like it's the, you know, it's the kids that can't afford to go to. It's like the kids that have nowhere yeah. else to go that are joining the army. Yeah. And like the Night's Watch is kind of that. Yeah. Just in addition to like instead of sending people to prison, like we send our prison, our criminals to join this thing also. Well, that actually is a part of like the military. Anyway, that we won't get into that. Um and it's a circular system that's not good. Anyway, um, really ugly. Uh, but yeah, fuck the Night's Watch. I'm over them. Uh, and shitty people. Uh, we go to the Hound getting captured. Um, with the Brothers Without Banners. Yeah, what Fucking. the fuck's up with that? G some ginger representation? Yeah, congrats. Fucking love it. You know, even though he dies by getting killed by an ice bear later on. We know that. Yeah. Congrats, though. Brothers Without Borders. Yeah. Banners. Who's the Brothers Without Borders? <laughs> I, li I dig it. I, d I dig Brothers Without Borders. Borders are yeah. a social construct, and we you know, yeah. they, we need to take them less seriously. Yeah. Preach, preach. That should be our sponsor every week. Fuck <laughs> Borders. Yes. Fuck, uh. fuck Borders. Fuck the concept of them. They're lines on a goddamn map made by you white better. dudes that were, like, more obsessed with owning a lot of land than they were with, like, I don't know, having a fulfilling sex life. Yeah, you know. Do you think anybody fucked well in the? Do you think anyone fucked well in the 1800s? Podrick apparently. The 1800s. Uh, uh, sorry, that was easy, even though it wasn't accurate. Uh, uh you know. I feel there like, has to be someone being slang. I feel like the 1800s are among the hairiest of uh, centuries. Yeah. I feel like in medieval um, times, like we were into grooming and then like we lost it for a while. And there's then probably like, a, there's probably a weird documentary about like, like the history of like hair grooming and facial hair and like, no, you know, like, manscaping. Like, well, no, like sex, like there, like there has to be a history of like, like what is popular. Yeah. What like not like along with manscaping. There and, like, is grooming. no, no, there's, there's a like, documentary about the history of uh, erotica, but like erotica in like the 1700s. I got you. Which is like Cause weird because like, you don't want to think about porn as a thing that existed until like TVs yeah. were a thing, but it did. Yeah. But like, I mean, there's cultural norm. There's like cultural norms about like sex and like there's jokes and like that has changed over time. And like, I'm sure there has to be a documentary chronologic and like how that, ha how like us as society has gone about talking about sex, addressing it. At the very least, also, like, there's a book about it. There's a book that no one has finished because they stop it five pages in to go watch porn. <laughs> good bit good good, good. you know that was good uh, i'm not mad about that uh, we were talking about the hound getting captured and the hound's trying to be like i never killed those kids 
And then Arya comes in. She's like, she comes in I got strong, receipts. You know, she knows. I got fucking receipts. You killed my friend, you little bitch. Um, and then, and guess what? The Hound now has to fight to death next episode. Fun. Or probably the following episode. I think it's going to be the following episode. Um, I don't have much else to say about that. I think we jump into Danny fucking... I know we talked about Big Dick Energy and we were joking about it. This and scene really is bald about as it. hell. It's like, I, I, Fucking. I, I think it's the first, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I was waiting for you to explode like that. I'm not going to we'll lie. We'll see to come. But I think this is the first scene where Daenerys just like walks in and knows what the fuck's up and no one else does. And she's like, you thought you could fuck with me. No, you can't. I fuck with you. And like, there yeah. again, there's no reason for her not to tell Jorah and Ser Barristan what she's going to do, except nope. for dramatic effect. And she fucking does it. And it's so goddamn. So Dramatic. glorious like non-racist so ben kingsley thinks he gets a dragon no fuck yeah. you i'm not even gonna like kill you i'm gonna let you know i've been onto your game this whole goddamn time like a boss yeah. and i have outplayed you at every term i'm a chess master bitch if chess existed in this world goddamn are you hard i'm i, I am so hard for this scene <laughs> <laughs> that was it, I mean it was fantastic this is one of my favorites it's just the perfect uh, like you know it was set up in a previous episode and now it's just like now we're paying it off we're paying it off yeah there was so much payoff like that that was such a that was like there was such a relief there um cause like she like you really don't have any insight into it you know like there's no sort of like wink or nudge of like what's about to happen um there's just it happening and it makes sense and it's perfect um i yeah i was very i was very happy uh she fucking she trades a dragon because the dude's like yeah i want a fucking dragon because who doesn't want a dragon and then she sits there and she's like all right well now kill all these fuckers and also hey draggy what, whichever dragon that is fucking burn this dude and he does uh drogan Dr drogan's the drogan black one. drogan the draggy just fucking roast him. And she does. Um, it was amazing. However, I think th th I think we've talked about this before of like whenever sh whenever Danny does the thing of like, I offer you freedom or you can serve me. It's a lot of times it's like uh, like a lot of times like we talk about like slavery, like it's like a lot of people didn't have any other option past that. Um, and so like, it's like it's not it's less of a choice, but like it is still very like cool to watch. Um, but anyway, I was very happy. Um, good for Danny. Uh, that was just the way it plots, the way it tracks, the way everything happens. You're just like I'm very very satisfied. Um, you haven't gotten to root like that in a while. At least at least we haven't been able to. You know what I mean? Like you haven't had those good victories. Yeah. And that was one of them. Which I'm happy to see. I think there might be a little more of those coming. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I really haven't gotten one that was just like, oh, so satisfying. Anyway, uh, satisfaction is all I had. We were very sexual this episode. Yeah. No, it's like, it, you know, it, the, the, we, we've broken down how, like, this show is moves and moments, you know? And you have, you have episodes yeah. where it's just moving the pieces around. 
And then you have episodes where it's like, now well, this, you get to see the result of that. And this was a moment episode, and it's so fucking great. Yeah. Well, this felt like midway through, you're like, oh, this is just a bunch of stuff happening. Like, this is just going to be like, you know, this like we'll just recap this really quick, quickest episode ever. And then you're like, nope, never mind. Never mind. This is important. This is amazing. <laughs> I was very wrong. Yeah. Um, I, and I love how, like, you know, it, it's that weird kind of moment of just like you know Daenerys is trying to be like she's the uh the the merciful anti-slavery queen and she says right off the bat um all of you are free like none of you are beholden to fight for me but I'm asking you to fight for me as free men and like she fucking knows they're gonna do it because what else are they gonna do that's literally what I was just saying. Like, there's not another. They have option. no other options. Like, that's These the are guys that have spent their entire lives training for one thing. Like, what the yeah. fuck are they gonna do? Not go to war? Yeah. <laughs> like that. That. that well, that. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is like, there's not like. I think she's done it before, where she's like, either like give me like you are free, and you're like, well, not really another option there. No, it's um, the um. Yeah, it, it's the illusion of like providing you with a, a choice yeah yep um i mean and like that same thing happened like in the united states like when a lot of slaves were let free they're like i don't have anything else which is why indir- indir- indentured servitude happened which still is not okay mm-hmm. anyway um well, this is getting weirdly political uh this episode sexual and political i like it i like yeah. it uh i have it's i a, have nothing you else. have nothing else you've got nothing I've got yeah, I've got nothing nothing either. I just like I'm gonna sleep so well from the climax of this episode. Yeah, climax. All right. I've I've been calling. We'll see. Fuck yeah! Check out check out our Uh, shit. Yeah, I've got not a Twitter. Uh, We're on anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, Listen to us on your most intimate moments. Watch BoJack Horseman on Netflix if you haven't. It's a good show. Deals with a lot of important issues. That too. All right. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.